Monday and uh, Merry Third Day of Christmas and welcome to Enough for Today. It's Monday, December the 27th and we're coming off of a great Christmas and a wonderful weekend. I hope you are too. And I, I was studying this past week. In fact, I thought about using it as an illustration of my message. I might, I might do that this Sunday, but um, the 12 days of Christmas, it's more than a song. And I don't know that I really knew that until this week. I looked it up and began to study its origins. It goes back to around 6th century AD, uh, and it was a Christian tradition and still is in some areas and in some groups. Um, But 12 days of Christmas follows Advent, four weeks before Christmas, that is supposed to be focused prayer and fasting and kind of spiritual inventory and and getting ready to celebrate Christmas and focused on the Lord. And then that ends on the 24th and coming into Christmas, the 25th begins 12 days of celebration. And I, I really like that idea. I mean, we kind of do that anyway, because we go, you know, through January 1st, but really the 12 days of Christmas go through January the 5th. Uh, about a year or two ago, Dana and I decided we're going to leave the Christmas decorations up a while. Winter's kind of cold and gray and bleak anyway, and the tree and the lights and the and the candles are are festive and 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 encouraging, uplifting. And so, um, anyway, yeah, let's just go for it. At least right here on enough for today. This is officially declared as of right now. Today is the third day of Christmas, and so enjoy it and have a good one. And we're going to do something a little different this week. We've got five days uh, coming into a new year, 2022. And man, that's just hard to wrap my brain around. Life is going by so fast. Time passes so quickly. Um, what I want to do this week, we'll stay in Psalms. We're going to finish Psalm 73 or 72 today. But I want to give you <clears throat> eight values that over the last almost decade, I I sat down about a decade ago and I wrote out um, eight priorities that I wanted to live my life by. Every every new year, I wanted to reset against these priorities. I actually preached it as as a sermon series early in my time at Emmanuel, and it's on the sermon page if these strike a chord with you. But I'd like over these next five days, first of all, to be brief because um, I'm supposed to be taking the week uh, to rest. Um, and so I'm going to pre-record and, and try to get these taken care of. Um, but secondly, I want to help you get ready for your new year. This is a week for me. This week and next week will be a week for me to spend a lot of time thinking about where I am in life, what's going on in my life, and why. what's driving me. What are the values that are driving me? And um, the reason I bring them up now is, number one, the new year is a good time to review, a good time to look back, kind of turn the page on regrets, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. The new year kind of marks uh, the story of our lives in terms of what happened last year and how will I live this year. It's a good time to make decisions. I'm not a big, um, I'm not a big you know, new year resolution guy. Uh, but I am a big decision guy. In other words, resolutions, sometimes they're just motivated by self-help and you know therapeutic ideas. I just want to feel better about me. I want to be a better me this year, you know, uh, silly little immature things like that. Um, but really decisional New year thinking is 
how was my trajectory last year in terms of big picture values and in, in terms of God's story and the story he wants to write in my life? Am I on track? Am I living in his will? Am I doing his purposes? Am I, am I doing what he's called me to do? And if not, um, then the new year is a good time to mark a change and a trajectory, a mid-course adjustment and say, okay, 2021 is in the books, but 2022 is still yet to be written. And I don't know what God's going to do, but I'm going to pre-decide. I'm going to pre-determine my course of action in light of God's sovereignty, in light of who God is, and in light of the gospel and his big story. And at Christmas, we've studied his big story extensively, first of all, through the Messianic Psalms, and secondly, uh, through the Christmas Oracle series. And I don't know if you've been tracking along with that, but we finished basically finished that on Sunday um, by looking at Jeremiah 34, <clears throat> I'm sorry, 24 and 34, I think, um, about God's promise to be the Lord, our righteousness. So that, uh, that message is up on the archive. It'll go live stream again tonight at seven o'clock. But anyway, we've been studying a lot about God's big picture, not just a little Christmas, a little baby in a manger, but the big story about that baby, the promised king, the arrival, the incarnation, the perfect life, the crucifixion, the death, burial, resurrection, and then the, the church age, where the kingdom expands beyond the borders of Israel to the whole world, every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every kindred. And now we wait. We accomplish his purposes, but we wait. We wait in hope. We wait in anticipation. Uh, this could be the year of Jesus' return. This could be our last few minutes of the last quarter of the game. And, uh, and if not, I still want to live as though it is. I want to get it right. Well, we left off Sunday at the end of Psalm 72, a messianic psalm. Uh, with his name enduring forever, his name continuing as long as the sun, and men being blessed in him and all nations calling him blessed. That's the big picture. Now, my friend, you can't do any better than to align your New Year values with that reality because that is the real worldview, okay? That is where this is going. And so I either get on board with the plan of God now or what I will wish I had, one of the two. Well, look at verse 18 and 19 and 20 of Psalm 72. This beautiful psalm comes to an end with these three verses. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things. So I don't know what God's going to do in your life or uh, in, in our world around us this coming year, but mark it down. The world might be flipping off God. The world might be giving him a middle finger because of COVID and because of shutdowns and because of whatever else is going on in the world, inflation, who knows what else. But, but your God and my God only does wonderful things, okay? We can blame all the bad stuff on sin and Satan, and we can thank God for all the good stuff and ultimately for redemption and for his promises. And for this moment of grace, yeah, the world rages on in sin and evil, but God's hand of grace is extended in this moment. And you and I are essentially, we're his ambassadors, so that makes us a part of that extended hand and that extended voice. We are the voice of the gospel and truth. We are his chosen vessels in this age to communicate him to this lost world that others might find hope in him. And he only does wonderful things. So start your new year with this reckoning, okay? 
I, whatever comes upon me or into my world or life this year, I will give God glory because he only does wonderful things. He is a wonderful God who does wonderful things. And even if I can't see the wonder right now, one day I will. Okay, one day I will, I will exalt in the wonderful things, the beauty that God is bringing out of the ashes even of my suffering and hardship. Look at verse 19. And blessed be his glorious name forever. So here David in a prayer, uh, most likely for Solomon, but ultimately for Jesus, the Messiah, uh, is saying, I want, I want to glorify this name. I want to get on board with living for the glory of this God and this king because his name is blessed and, and will be forever and ever and ever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. This is David's longing. Frankly, this is your longing and my longing, whether we know it or not. We long for God's presence and peace and strength and ruling power and justice and holiness and beauty to reign in our hearts and in our world. This is the longing of our souls. And that's why David is ending this prayer with, with let the earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Just a double absolute agreement. Yes, even so, Lord, let it be. And then verse 20, the prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. Now this verse uh, goes well, or this section goes well with the first value I want to leave for you. And I want to encourage you to pull out a piece of paper, and by the end of this week, we'll have eight, all right? So towards the last part of the week, I'll give you two at a time probably, all right? Um, maybe three. But I want to just give you one today, okay? And if you're looking back on 2021 20, uh, with maybe some regret or some bad memories, or maybe you didn't walk with the Lord, or you didn't grow in His grace the way He would have wanted you to, you have a fresh start, 2022. You haven't missed any church in 2022. You haven't missed any Bible reading in 2022. You haven't made any bad decisions in 2022. So now's your time to pre-decide, okay? Pre-decide. And the value shift that I want to encourage you with, the first one is this. Think God's glory over self-gratification. Think, make a decision. I will think in my new year as I make decisions and chart my course, my values will be this. I will think God's glory over self-gratification. Why? Well, let me read you the paragraph I wrote. Self is a tyrannical and disappointing God. The more self has, the less self is satisfied. We were created to live for God's glory. You were created for that, my friend. Self has this insatiable quest for more more things, more power, more lust, more, it's just forever hungry for more. Uh, and, and it's never going uh, to be happy apart from God. We were created to live for God's glory. We exist to know him and make him known. Your greatest joy, your greatest fulfillment, and your greatest significance is realized. I mean, the, it's, it's combustibly uh, ignited in your soul and life when you get on mission for God, doing his purposes, knowing him, enjoying him, walking with him, and helping as many people as you can to know him as well, accurately representing him, glorifying him, um, giving, his, giving him a good name. 
giving him a good record among your associations and your friends. Nothing is more fulfilling to the human heart than knowing God and glorifying him in the world. My heart was grieved this week um, over something I saw online and in the news stream, and maybe you saw it too. Um, uh, the president was taking Christmas calls, I think, and I don't even know the whole context, but he was on the phone call with a young dad who's in the room with his family and his young kids, and he's wishing, the, the president's wishing him a Merry Christmas, and uh, so President and Mrs. Biden wishing this family a Merry Christmas, and it's supposed to be this cordial uh, moment. Now, let me just insert here, I, regard, regardless of your political viewpoint or uh, which side you would be on in terms of the po political side of this, I'm just talking now about the, the biblical value and the human side of this, okay? This, the dignity side of this. Um, I respect authority as God's told me to respect earthly authorities, okay? And um, there's, this, there's this phrase, and I'm not even going to say it because I disdain it, okay? But it is a, uh, it, came, it comes out of pop culture, it comes out of, out of uh, NASCAR, and a, a, a little news story where, where a news reporter misheard the crowd who were cursing our president and thought they were, they were saying something else about a driver named Brandon. And so now there's this phrase, and you've probably heard it all around, uh, that essentially is a, is a, a crude uh, slur, a curse slur towards the president, which I think is grossly disrespectful. Um, and dishonoring not only to the office of president, but also to those who would want to be um, glorifying to God. And so it's very popular, okay, to, to say this phrase right now, if, if you didn't vote for Joe Biden. Um, and so this young dad on the news on this phone call, uh, at the end of the phone call, wishes the president Merry Christmas, and then he says this phrase. And the president didn't get it, he, he missed it, or maybe he doesn't know what it means. I, I can't imagine that being the case, but uh, the president repeated it, laughed, and said, I agree. And then, you know, the, the clip that I saw was done. And later in the news, now here's what grieved me. It was, to me, I just thought, what a, what a silly, foolish thing to do, especially with your children. And I mean, and now it's going to become viral in the news, and it's, gonna, it's just going to become a soundbite for people to, you know, frenzy, feeding frenzy on. But uh, what grieved me is that later he told a reporter, that man told a reporter, I'm a follower of Jesus. And I, I just, I shook my head and I thought, oh my goodness, first of all, that can't possibly be true. But if it is true, what an egregious, what an egregious violation of God's glory that man did when he married his, his, quote, his gospel testimony with his crude political slur um, in front of his family and in front of all the media that were going to get that clip. Um, and it grieves me to see Christians marrying their politics to their gospel testimony because God is bigger than my nationality and God is much bigger than my political persuasion. In fact, we've studied in the psalm that God is going to quash all political persuasions. He's going to land on planet Earth and rule and reign as king forever. 
and you're never going to have to vote for him, and there'll never be a political campaign or a spin machine. Um, so, my friend, decide this year, decide this year that you will live for the glory of God and that you will honor him in all things, that you will give him glory over your self-gratification, that this will be your pursuit. Hey, I've gone way too long today. Uh, Merry third day of Christmas. Happy Monday. And I'll be short the rest of the week. But the highest glory, the highest value to live in the new year is for God's glory over self-gratification. We'll see you tomorrow.